Mm -mm. Finally, back in the saddle here at Under the Sun. Thank you for tuning in, my friends. I know it's been a while. And as you've heard me say before, first things first. And I was having to put those things first. It has been an interesting, what, three months or so? Uh, Interesting personally, interesting occupationally. Uh, Far too much has happened for me to go into those details. Uh, Mostly it was good, but truth is there were some things that were not so good. One in particular that has thrown my late spring, early summer for a loop is uh, I had a very bad bike crash at the end of April. And when I say bad, I mean traumatic bad. I mean hospitalization bad. Multiple nights, internal injuries, uh, many broken bones, which has continues to take some time to heal from. Uh, But I am better, and I'll share more about what happened and what I've been through, what I'm continuing to go through uh, as a result of that crash, but it has made me think more deeply about trauma and traumatic experiences, especially of the physical kind when it comes to athletics and competition and training and you know I'm uh, I'm not new to experiencing trauma physical trauma and so uh, yeah it, it's got me thinking about having an episode just about that and those experiences of my own and perhaps uh, some others I know who have been through similar things and how we have overcome them and not just that but what we have learned through the process so I am going through that again and I am going through the process of overcoming and also asking very deep and reflective questions and so stay tuned for that one but this episode that I have for you today with Maria Doreen is one that has been in the works for quite a while And uh, Maria was a reluctant guest, but I was able to, uh, over time, talk her into having this conversation and sharing a bit of her story. Uh, It's a good one. Uh, Maria is someone that I've worked with for three years and uh, very much enjoy working with her, and she and I have had countless one-on-one conversations about yeah just life and uh, cycling and competition and development and growth and she's on this new adventure in gravel racing which is a, a new discipline for her this year and this is unbound week this coming weekend is the unbound gravel race out in kansas Yours truly will not be there. I did not get uh, a spot, which uh, I've talked about before, uh, altered my entire spring in a good way to go do other different things. And I'll talk about those races that I have been to uh, later on. I mentioned them a little bit in this conversation with Maria, but uh, 
Um, you know, I would like to be going to Unbound, but I'm not and couldn't even if I wanted to and had a spot because of this injury. But she is, and she's had a really good uh, spring gravel season, and it's capping off this weekend at Unbound. So we're going to have a good conversation about the process of becoming a gravel racer. Her background is mountain biking, and she is a um, an accomplished mountain biker. Uh, has been on the podium at Collegiate Nationals. Uh, actually was second in the individual Omnium her freshman year, which is uh, the accumulation of points over four different uh, types of races in collegiate that we do at Mountain Bike. So she has got tremendous skill, very strong, fast, and she's now a part of this whole new world for her uh, of gravel racing, and it's it really is in her wheelhouse. So I got her to open up, got her to talk about the process of getting on a team and then what her races have been like, what she's looking forward to. And then we kind of end the conversation discussing a little bit of her thoughts about the Mariah Wilson um, passing. And there was something that she said to me in a recent conversation about how that has affected her. And it got me to thinking about uh, that that comment she made to me, and I, I get her to discuss that side of that, which is just the loss of someone that you look up to, which I think everybody can can identify with. There, that case is, it's just sad. It's it's sad from start to finish, and we lost a wonderful person, um, and it's having a very lasting effect on a lot of people. So. I got Maria to talk about that a little bit. Uh, and so I think you're going to enjoy this conversation. I was glad to get her on the mic, to get her to talk and to get her to share herself uh, with others. And uh, we're going to have her back after Unbound so that she can share more of what that experience was like. But in the meantime, listen to this one. I hope you enjoy it. And thanks for tuning in. Uh, we're just going to get straight into it. Maria, this has been a long time coming. Uh, I finally talked you into recording a podcast. <laughs> Welcome to Under the Sun, Maria Doring. Hello, everyone. Okay. All right. Maria, uh, I have you on the podcast because... I wanted to talk about what you're up to, what you've been doing, what you're going to do this coming weekend. You've got a big event in Kansas that I know you're excited about. Uh, but I also wanted to introduce you to everyone else out there, uh, who you are, what your background is, what you do, the kind of rider you are, so that, uh, yeah, that they will be on the lookout for you. Um, full disclosure. Up front, I will say that Maria, so everybody knows, is a just finished her junior year here at Lee's McRae, has focused on mountain biking, uh, has raced a little bit of cyclocross. We even talked her into some road racing. So I've been working with Maria for three years, about to uh, embark upon your senior year. Can you believe 
your last year at Lee's McRae is coming up. I know it's crazy. Time flew by so fast. Compare 2022 Maria to 2019 Maria. (laughs) When you first came here, um, what would you say has, has been like, what have you learned most about yourself when you came here as a freshman? And I, and I think, you know, tell people where, where you're from and how you ended up here in America, but compare freshman Maria to now soon to be senior Maria. Okay. That's a big, big, big task. Um, so I'm originally from Germany and I always wanted to like, you know, like study abroad somewhere or just, you know, see something else and just my home. And then um, I had a friend who actually um, went to a university in Utah to um, cross country ski there for a collegiate team. And it kind of like opened my eyes for what's possible. And I got into that and, you know, like started researching and I worked with an agency from Germany who like helped me get in touch with some coaches and yeah then I just started talking to different different schools in the U.S. and Lisa McRae just completely caught my eye with the area it's in and I love that it's a cycling team that just you know really focuses on mountain bike since I never really race anything else in Germany so um yeah I was just excited to be really in the mountains in a small school and yeah I I was just so excited to go to the U.S. and, yeah, learn English. <laughs> well, we're glad you're here and uh, excited for your senior season coming up. But I want to focus the conversation today on what you've been doing for essentially the last six months or so. Let's go back in time to when <laughs> you came into my office and you're like, uh, I've got some news, Tim. <laughs> So explain, uh, yeah, talk about that day and uh, what that has led to for these past six months. Yeah, it's been kind of crazy. I never thought that I would be where I'm at right now, like a year or like six months ago. So um, I kind of like got the chance in the end of like um, 2021 to like jump on a team and I'm super grateful and happy that they gave me the chance to be part of the Bissell giant um, team for this year, um, especially since I didn't have any gravel results at all. And I was just really looking forward to um, like try a complete new discipline. And I always knew about myself that I love doing like longer distances and just, you know, racing for a really long time and where also it's like important that, you know, your mental strength was there. And um, so, yeah, I was so excited they gave me the chance and um my first race with them was at mid-south in the beginning of march <laughs> and that was a really cold one um well, we're going to come back to that but when you <laughs> when you came into my office what were you expecting from me when you had this news to share um yeah i mean i know you always really focus on the collegiate season so i was really scared to tell you i always like i actually um I wanted to tell you like two or three weeks before that, but then I finally got myself <laughs> to go into your office. 
and tell you because I expected you would be, I guess, more upset that I eventually would miss um, some of the collegiate ra- like seasons at uh, races. Um, but then I was so s- surprised and excited. Oh, you were surprised, <laughs> huh? That you were like really, really happy for me. And yeah, I was really glad about that. Well, me too. I was excited for you because you were excited. And I think being a part of that Bissell Giant team is um, good. And uh, they're, they're, it's a team and a team of people that I've known for quite a while. And I knew that you being a part of it was going to be good for you in the long run, even though it meant, yeah, missing a couple races. But that's okay. And, uh, and so uh, it also gave us, you and I, something to – share in common even more um, about training because yeah you you <laughs> needed to focus more uh, not that you've really focused your training more on gravel because I think the the training itself is you know you were doing pretty big volume anyway and we haven't gone crazy with the volume for you uh, in the buildup of all these races that you're doing uh, but it has given us a lot to share in our conversations about uh, competing at a mid-south or an unbound um so that's been fun i've enjoyed that with you yeah so let's um when you join the team all right so now bissell for a lot of people who have known that team i mean they were um they've been an all-around team focused on road for many years and now have branched primarily just to off-road and doing uh, some specific mountain bike races and a lot of gravel racing so what was it about joining that team that you jumped at like that excited you as you said it was a new discipline but when you looked at their calendar of events uh the things that you needed to commit to like what was going through your mind <laughs> as you're looking ahead like a mid-south uh a rule of three uh barry roubaix and unbound like things that you have no experience with but what was it about it that you said heck yeah i want to do that um yeah, I mean, like, I always, I honestly always love to be a rookie and, like, something new. Like, I always love to, you know, jump into something and have a new challenge. And um, I thought those gravel races would be a really great challenge, you know, because they're long and they're hard and there's, like, really, really good competition here in the U.S. And just seeing that all those races are, like, some of the biggest, like, gravel races in the U.S., that made me really excited and that just um connected to being part of a new team and meeting all those new people and you know getting to know them as well as just you know traveling around like I always you know I love to like be like connecting racing with you know seeing new places so that just made me so so excited for the training and racing ahead mm-hmm. okay so let's go back to yeah I think it was mid-march where uh going into your first gravel race uh the mid-south in oklahoma you and i both were there (laughs) we both did it and so what's it been like uh what were what were what was going through your head before that first race you did the 100 100 miler um what were you expecting you know and then what did you thought think about afterward like oh Oh, so this is what it's like. What was that first <laughs> real experience for you? Um, I think the first fall was, damn it. Like, I definitely forgot some of the winter clothes. <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> I should have brought um yeah I mean you even helped me out with I think some shoe covers or some arm warmers um I definitely was a little bit underprepared for all that and um yeah I guess like afterwards um I definitely um like I just saw that I wasn't prepared for like the nutritional aspect of those races and going into it I was really really nervous just because I felt like the whole gravel scene was there and there were so many big names at the start and um but the team was really awesome they you know told me to just you know, kind of like take it easy you know just like run with it and our um, strategy really helped me to just yeah be successful that day just riding together with my two teammates um Emily and Mary and they did a really like awesome job of like yeah telling me to eat or you know like pacing me like throughout the day and it was it was an awesome race like the whole the whole atmosphere at Mid-South was something special for sure Mm -hmm. I think it was the thing that struck me when you came across the line because I was I was there and I wanted to make sure you made it back (laughs) and you were okay but uh but you were you're like and this is common for you like to be like genuinely still upbeat and excited when you finished you were in a good mood like you, you you I could tell that you had fun yeah for sure I mean I think I always had fun racing um but especially like after COVID like I just you know I'm just like appreciating like it way more that I'm you know we are able to race we're able to like be having all those races again and just I mean it was like my first gravel race and like seeing all the camaraderie like throughout the race and it was just such a fun day especially sharing it with these two girls on my team and just finishing like my first hundred mile race and all that, all that together. Um, yeah, just, I could not help but smile, you know, going over the finish line. Yeah. Well, experiencing something like that for the first time. And yes, I mean, I think, I mean, it's a six plus hour day. Like it's not easy, uh, no matter what. And, um, that first experience oftentimes dictates, how you go into future experiences and if it doesn't go well the first time oh it gets (laughs) it can get tough you know to to be excited about uh the future but i think uh my takeaway from the mid-south uh was that yeah be prepared for anything uh because of the weather it's like it snowed the day before (laughs) unfortunately (laughs) we you know we had plenty we had enough clothing to get through it and um and I think is a good opportunity. It was a good opportunity to practice those things that for me, it was just staying on top of the things that I already knew for you. It was okay. I'm going through this experience for the first time because this is a very different type of effort than what you're accustomed to, which is an XC race in mountain biking, um, which can be, you know, 90 minutes or so, um, you know, going out and pacing yourself over a hundred miles and six hours or more, like that's a different ball game. Um, so I think for any of you out there, if you've not done the Mid-South before, would definitely recommend it because it's a really good, I think early season uh, event where like the climbs at that, at that event were not really, I mean, there was some climbing and rolling hills, but I wouldn't necessarily say they were, it was tough climbing. Would you? 
no it wasn't like anything like super hard at all it was like it was like a lot of like open like feels kind of yeah but it was just like a really fun race to be at like um they did such a great job of like the whole event yeah well i enjoyed it i'm glad that i went and it's definitely um when you after it's over with and you're looking ahead to this season that you committed to them did it um you know and and why and i should say while you're doing this you're also doing some road racing events with our collegiate team and you're sort of juggling back and forth between those two um after you get done with mid-south of course life is made easier because you know you're hot trotting around the country on airplanes with this team now so i'm having to drive two days to go back and forth but maria is jet setting on a on a plane so i don't know what that's like what's that like maria <laughs> it's pretty nice <laughs> um so even though like um we actually we actually had to get up um or like my teammates had to get up for me that sunday i think it like it was like 4 a.m or something to go to the airport so they weren't quite as happy but <laughs> yeah yeah you you uh you made it back home quickly but but you had a really good first experience with gravel racing and um which i i expected to happen for you and it really wasn't even about the result at all it was more about just getting the experience of doing it and seeing what what it's like so um as you said like you enjoyed the atmosphere and the vibe which i liked it at that place as well um and uh yeah the weather just sort of like made it a little bit tougher because it was so cold that weekend but uh after that what did you have next up after that uh the next race um of the team was barry barry Roubaix. yeah and that went even better for you did it not uh yeah it was a cold one too um it was actually even colder in mid-south there is a but. theme with all your uh <laughs> with all your gravel races you have yet to actually have a gravel event between barry roubaix and this latest one you did like the weather just seems to not have yeah not have been kind yeah but i actually like it that way like i've been always loving like i i had my best races and like bad conditions like like muddy and rainy and cold that's that's actually when i strive so i guess it was good for me yeah so i remember you sending me photos of the snow i guess it was the day before in uh can't, where is barry Barry, it's um up there at a grand rapids right, michigan right so you're at that race it's only 60 something miles though right it's yeah it was i think it was pretty much 60 miles Mm-hmm. so but that one went really well had a a better result when you went into that one what did you do differently with like your approach to everything how you thought about it your mentality your expectation your effort level through that versus say that that first race at mid-south what going into it did you do differently i mean like mid-south i guess was just you know getting like there was no expectations i mean of course i did have some for myself but um, the team ensured me that there's nothing that they expect me to do. Just, you know, having like my first experience and, you know, finishing. And so after that, um, of course, you know, I became way more competitive and wanted, you know, to get a real result in my second race. And um, so going into that, I had like real expectations where I wanted to end up. And 
um i knew since it's like a little bit shorter um that i can just you know go harder like right off the gun and at midsoft i also learned a lot about nutrition so um i just yeah tried to like use all that information to my advantage and use it and yeah i had a really good race out there Mm -hmm. and so good race means that you you were on the podium for the u23 category correct yeah yeah i ended up winning yeah i guess so you can say it it's okay but but yeah like i really wanted to um get in the top 10 but in the end i ended up like 11th as like in the female category yeah well i just think it's cool that they acknowledge the younger you know riders at that event because not really every event makes that a big deal about riders like you who are going up against uh professional riders or or people who are focusing 100 percent on gravel racing and they're not college students and they're on these different pro teams and that riders like uh yourself and others who are u23 just get acknowledged for you know the accomplishment of what you're doing because uh yeah that that that's a good result overall as you said even though um you know that itself wasn't a podium but of the younger crowd because it's uh this sport in gravel racing especially like the more experience you have the older you are the more developed and mature you are the faster you're going to be and it just over time pays off but then that then leads into your latest race correct and that even went better it's like it continued each race is a, a progression that you've been going through so tell us about uh, the rule of three in Arkansas that you just did. Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say personally that it went a lot better than Perry <laughs> Roubaix. Why? Why would you not say that? I mean, just like the the feeling, you know, I like mostly go off my feeling, how I feel in the race. And that is like sometimes even more important than like the place I end up. And well, you did say the early part of the race, your sensations you you were not happy with or it wasn't good for you but then it got better as the day went on so maybe one yeah what crazy weather were you going through because you had crazy weather there and then what was the race like in general because I, I think there's a lot of people who are unfamiliar with that event and what exactly it is and the type the different types of terrain and trails that they have as part of this uh and so what was the effort like for you uh there um, yeah, I mean, so Ruler Free is, I guess, not your classic gravel race. Um, it had quite a few miles of trail. So I think over 20 miles of the 100 miles there um, was like nice single trail, like, you know, it from like the Bentonville area. And then there was like a little bit of road in there. I'm not sure how many miles. And um, yeah, they had also like the chunkiest gravel I've ever, <laughs> I've ever experienced. So um yeah it was definitely not an easy loop at all or an easy day um and the climbing was pretty hard too it was like mostly like kind of short climbs but pretty steep and yeah but it was an awesome route um i really loved the atmosphere it was definitely the best like after race food i've ever had they had a fresh made burritos and tacos and nachos like at the finish line and yeah that was pretty cool you mean it, that it was better than what we have at the <laughs> team trailer and van after our races what 
<laughs> I hate to admit it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was, that was another hundred mile event. Again, I think like what you were saying earlier that you thrive on the longer grinding, you know, uh, events where yeah, endurance and muscular endurance and strength and the, the mental, uh, side of just fighting through everything you have to go through. Cause I know that rule of three was the, the, there was rainy conditions, a little bit chillier. Um, so it just makes for a long day and you, boy, you, you have to stay maybe not as focused as you would be say in a road race or a crit or say even an XC race with a lot of really true technical, tough technical challenges, but, uh, you still have to stay focused for a long period of time. So, um, compare that. So you've had three races, correct? Yeah. Okay. So you've done three of those. What have you noticed is like been the biggest sort of improvement in how you perform, not so much the performance of the result, but which by the way, you did finish in the top 10 at this race, correct? Yeah. Okay. So not, again, not that results are the end all be all they're not, but progress. I think the point I want to make is that you start first time, Hey, you just get through it. You got a smile on your face. You enjoyed <laughs> it, learn some stuff. Then you go to Barry Roubaix, start to, as you said, get more competitive and then, wow. Okay. All right. I'm getting more out of this and enjoy it. And then you go to rule of three. Um, as you're making this progression, what have you sort of noticed about yourself in uh, changes in what you're doing and or attitude, mentality? What have you noticed about yourself that's just sort of gotten better and made this even more fun for you? Um, so I think the first thing I got like way more confident. So um, at those, especially at Mid-South, I was really afraid to um, get in the red zone like mm. in the beginning of the race just because I thought it would really negatively affect me like later on so um i like definitely went kind of like way too slow <laughs> into the race and so at rule of three i like wasn't afraid to like push hard in the beginning um because our like strategy was to like try to get into the single trail of our guys um which there were like two like shorter but like steep climbs in the beginning that i had to like get over with like them and so like I wasn't afraid of pushing which I think was a good thing and I really like got my nutrition and hydration dialed which was an important thing I mean I'm just getting better at like yeah learning all the things I have to like watch out for and I think the biggest thing at like rule free was like the mentality I don't know how since like I was I felt pretty pretty crappy in the beginning but I don't know I was just so happy to be there and like to like race this race especially you know since like everything happened um with Mariah Wilson you know I don't know I just got like a new appreciation for that I'm healthy you know I'm like at this race racing my bike and you know even if I have a bad day and even if I get a bad result but in the end of the day I'm still doing what I love and especially when the rain really started in the middle of the race and there was some thunderstorm there. I don't know. I, like, I just laughed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Of course it's <laughs> raining and thunderstorming. I, I don't know. It was just like so, so bizarre, you know, that like, yeah, I'm racing for like eight plus hours or something. And 
it like rains the whole time and I don't know I was like quite alone for a bit and I think that the fact that like my my spirit was like really high really helped me that day um I was just like really focused on you know the things I can control you know like I was just trying to like talking to myself and you know have a high cadence you know eat and drink and just yeah like just pushing hard you know so i know i mean i kind of know this answer but you're speaking to it a little bit and that is mountain biking and gravel racing are like they're the same but different and like there's things that you can get away with in say an xc race or even say a short road race or a criterium that in a hundred mile race or something that is five plus hours, six plus hours, you, you can't make a mistake on, you know, and you have to be focused on, uh, yeah, the nutrition, the hydration and, and figuring out how all these things are going to affect your gut and how that's going to affect your, how you're going to feel at the end of it. Um, and I know from talking to you that there's just sort of been a progression and it sounds like you're gaining confidence from just getting better and better at that. Uh, as you're learning all this and you're cataloging these experiences, uh, you're a few days away from going to Kansas <laughs> and you're going to compete at Unbound. Um, what are, what are your, what are your, now after having these three events uh, as experience and learning experiences, going into unbound like how are you what where is your mindset at what are your just sort of general thoughts about going there and you're doing the 100 you're not doing the 200 which i feel like i think that's a really good start for you and i think definitely going to be plenty of racing and plenty of riding for anybody that's wanting to go to unbound you don't have to jump straight to the 200 i can tell you from experience <laughs> Uh, and I'm, and I, I'm not, um, my whole gravel season changed when I got the news that I wasn't going to unbound. So I didn't get a spot to go to unbound. And that's what allowed for me to do some other different gravel races this year, which I've enjoyed. Uh, but, uh, but for yourself, now that you've had these three events under your belt and you've had this experience, you know, what is it that you're going into it with more confidence, uh, nervousness. What, yeah. What are your thoughts about the coming weekend? Um, I guess both, uh, more confidence, but also more nervousness because I feel like, yeah, with more confidence there comes like more, you know, like more expectations or more pressure. I mean, just like for myself that, you know, I really want to do well. And I know that they're, I guess it's going to be like one of the best, like, gravel races like in the world you know with like so many good names in there and even though um most of like the like the pros are racing the 200 i know there are like plenty of girls also racing the 100 and yeah i mean i really want to do well because i know it's a big race and a big race for the team and um yeah i want to get a good result for them and um one thing i'm gonna have some aero bars <laughs> which yeah. I actually unfortunately um haven't had the chance to try yet so um I'm gonna like try to test them out like the two days before so it's gonna be like a little bit of an experiment but 
you know, I'm up for the challenge. So. I, th- I think you can handle it. And uh, I mean, yeah, you'll be fine. Um, it's such a different race than all the other races on the calendar. And uh, yeah, the, the gravel itself, the nature of the courses, it's just unlike anything that I've, I personally have ever done. Uh, even riding, you know, the gravel roads that we have here on the other side of Grandfather Mountain, where it's highly technical and um, very challenging. What you see in Unbound is just, um, yeah, the types of gravel uh, and just the roads and the the technicalness of it. You wouldn't think in the middle of Kansas in these rolling hills that that you would encounter this stuff, but you do. And then also. You know, I haven't seen the course itself this year because it's going in a different direction. But, like, there's some legitimate, tough, steep climbs that they have down in that area. So, uh, have you previewed, sort of looked at the course much at all yet and and what that entails and, you know, start to think about different uh, pacing strategies and hydration strategies for uh the course and i haven't even looked at the forecast have you looked at the forecast yet um yeah i've looked at the forecast it's supposed to be i can only say it in celsius but uh, what it's it's around like 26 26 um degrees celsius okay um so that's like that's not too bad it's that's like um not as hot as i expected to be honest and there is a chance of some rain and thunderstorm on saturday but it's only 30% as of right now. So, yeah, we'll see about Well, that. I think for the for the 100 mile, because your race starts at what, like 7 a.m.? I think so. Yeah, so still going to be fairly cool because I think the 200 starts at 6. If you're at 7, still going to be fairly cool in the morning. And when you get done is when it will start to be a lot warmer and probably would, you know, as long as it's not lightning, a little bit of rain would probably help out quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be upset about some rain. <laughs> I guess I'm used to it now anyway. So. Well, I think um, the thing that I think from having been to that area of Kansas and ridden a lot of what they have, comparing that to like the stuff that you've done. Of course, I haven't done the Rule of Three, and I haven't done Barrier Bay, but um, we've done Mid-South and a handful of other gravel races is that because I don't think up to this point you've really suffered any mechanicals or like problems with your bike or tires or anything to this point yet have you no not really I've been always been pretty fortunate like my whole life that I don't have too many mechanicals yeah well I think at at Unbound it's not going to be about mechanicals as much as maybe uh, although you keep an eye out for flying gravel like literal gravel popping up from other people's wheels, and especially if you're in the group aspect, because that was happening way more than I expected. Um, but it's going to be more of just, you know, slow leaks or flats and just, I think, being prepared for having the equipment on you to fix a problem if you have a problem. Just being prepared for that, uh, I think, is going to be key because uh the uh, the nature of that gravel there just eats up tires if you don't have the right tires and you don't have the right tire pressure so there's a lot more that goes into this one than than the other three i think yeah i mean unfortunately i'm not as um knowledgeable about all those things and other people 
So um, I hope someone from the team can give me like a little crash course. <laughs> I'm sure they will. Well, you got like, you got a pretty exciting team. You got like a new guy. No, he's not really new, but you got a new guy that's joining, uh, rejoining the squad for this one. Yeah, I'm super excited um, to meet Brent Walter, especially since, I mean, you know, obviously he's been a world two rider for a long time, but also that he's a Lise McRae alumni. I think that makes it even more exciting for me to meet him and yeah, maybe just share some stories. Yeah. Well, Brent has a, uh, a long history with Bissell having raced for them many years ago. And uh, yeah, he knows a thing or two about a bicycle, <laughs> <laughs> but you should get him to talk about not just like what he's done in his road racing career, but uh, you know, he was, he's got multiple jerseys as a mountain biker and as a cyclocross racer at Lee's McRae. That's awesome. I so, didn't really actually didn't know that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So um, you should yeah ask him about all that. So, I mean, I, I have, always wondered what would happen if uh if he would have gotten into racing cyclocross in america like you know as a secondary thing because i think he would have won cyclocross nationals at the elite level multiple times if he had like gone for it so but anyway that's a separate conversation all right so unbound um back to your point about pacing and what you've learned about being able to push a little bit harder because I know that was the one thing I'd mentioned to you at Mid-South was, all right, really paying attention to pacing yourself, but not, you know, it's like you almost, you have to hold back a little bit, but there's going to be moments when you have to push hard. Because uh, I remember at that moment at Mid-South where I came by you and it was, we probably were not even. I was like 10 minutes in or yeah. something. And they were, and, and that was new for me too, because, uh, New in the sense that I wasn't expecting them to be going as fast as they were going that early, which was, yeah, 10 minutes into it. And then yeah. that sort of extended, um, you know, for the next sort of 10 miles or more. And I remember there being several moments when I had to make a decision. Like, all right, it's either push hard for the next 30 seconds, one minute, or wave bye-bye, you know, <laughs> to the group. And I, I chose early to push hard and I remember coming by you pretty soon into the into it and I was kind of surprised that the pace was picking up that quickly so soon telling you to encourage you like hey be mindful of those moments because it can be the difference between finishing at this amount of duration or much longer duration because the last thing you want is to get out there and this is the same thing at Unbound uh and this is where maybe going hard early can pay off because if you can get with a, you know, a smaller, faster group and pace yourself really well, you can cut 15 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes down on your overall time. Whereas if you just hold back, if you're by yourself, well to be you and those arrow bars. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely noticed that at um, Mid-South, but also Barry did like, because in Barry, um, I didn't register in time and I had to be in the second start wave. So um, all the fast people were, you know, gone like three minutes before me. And then, yeah, at some point I at those races, you just get stuck with a group where like half the group like doesn't even want to work. And then some people, you know, are like dying and they don't want to do anything. And then at Mid-South was actually, it was the most weird experience I've ever had. I was in a group of like, 
I think 12 people and there were six girls in there and six guys and none of the guys wanted to do work <laughs> so it was just six <laughs> girls pulling you know like rotating to like pull all those guys and I was like there's something wrong here <laughs> Uh, I remember you telling, I've forgotten about that, but... Uh, I was so frustrated because we all said something to them and none of them, like, I mean, I don't know. For me, it's kind of like a thing of fairness. If you want to be in the group, you know, you got to do your part. Otherwise, just drop off. And especially for them to, like, not feel bad at all to, like, you know, let themselves be pulled by some girls, you know? <laughs> like, well, you know, hey, I... uh I think we've all, as an individual, that that does seem kind of odd that there would be that many guys and none, none of them really help out much. But I think we've all been in that place where, like, you know if you do, you're going to be done anyway, you know. And so um, I try not to – I have noticed, and you and I were talking about this recently, about how uh, being in a group in a gravel race is not the same thing as being in a group in a road race. Like the the behaviors that you see that are normal in a road race or even just a road ride, you know, a fast, like even if you go to a Grand Fondo. Yeah. Uh, the, the behaviors that are the norms in a, in a ride like that, the norms that you see in a gravel race are just, it's, they are their own unique thing. Yeah, for sure. It's like, I feel like on the road, like everyone knows, you know, how to like pull in a group and how to like act in a group, but... I guess many of the gravel riders, you know, like they never really like rode, you know, with so many people together. So they don't really, you know, know the whole situation, like how it's going, how it should be going. Mm -hmm. That's definitely something when I got into gravel riding, racing, whatever you want to call it, uh, that not everyone understands drafting, reading the wind, conserving, uh, sharing work, uh, and so, yeah, it is, it is definitely at times tested my patience, but, uh, but I mean, it's one of those things where, uh, to your point earlier about, Hey, but I'm here having fun, you know, yeah. it, it may, it's not going to be perfect. And it's, you know, I can't, I can't apply my expectations of how it's supposed to be on every other single person in the group that I'm in. That's just unrealistic. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of gravel girl racing that like there's so many you know different people from different backgrounds and you know like some of them might be only doing this for you know really short amount of time while others have like so many years of road racing experience you know but you're all in the same race and you know y'all can race together we just gotta be yeah i guess mindful of like you know the other people's backgrounds and stories mm -hmm. well now yeah that's a great point because uh you know, I've I've met people at Unbound that told me about them finishing and their finishing times. And and if you were to judge a book by its cover, you would think, no way, that they did this or accomplished this, uh, or they wouldn't have done it. But then they tell you the story that just blows your mind. You know, and it's just you just never know where other people are coming from and what they've been through and what they had to go through to to accomplish something and. I just think anybody who's willing to put themselves in that position deserves respect and and sort of a um, I won't say a free pass, but at least given the liberty to be there and be a part of it, 
you know, as long as they're being as nice and respectful as they can. And, and, uh, and so, you know, I mean, stuff like that's going to happen when you're in a race, but, uh, you know, now that, um, now that you've done that, you've got your feet wet, you've got confidence, you've had some, you know, your performances just continue to improve. Have you set any specific outcomes, hopes for yourself for unbound? I mean, I, I know you're not like a, a results oriented, like I have to do this or I'm dying to do that, but going into it, are you thinking, are, are you setting like a, a time accomplishment or, uh, you know, or I know that there's going to be, I know you're going to be happy either way because that's the kind of person you are. But when you think about, man, how awesome would it be if I did this? You know, <laughs> I know you think that too. So what is it in your head that you think, wow, it'd be really, it'd be really awesome if I were able to achieve this outcome? Um, I mean, I always like hesitate to tell people my specific <laughs> outcome. But no, I mean, like, since it's a different course, um, you know, and like, I don't know how it's going to play out with the conditions and everything. I don't really, I mean, I guess I kind of have an idea what time I want, but I think it's hard to be specific since, yeah, there is not anything I can like compare it to. Um, and there's actually like, I mean, yeah, I have like a, I do have like a position in mind that where I would be like really, really happy to be ending up with, but Okay, so I, you all right, right. You don't have to say it if you don't want to say it, and that's fine. Because we're going to do a follow-up after Unbound. We're going to have another conversation. Okay, so hold that thought. And when we have our follow-up conversation, I want you to be honest and tell me and tell the listeners, this, is, this was my dream outcome, and this is what happened. Okay. How about that? Yeah. I mean, but like the... Okay, so like the dream outcome... Um, I mean, I don't, I know that there are like many strong girls, um, like on the start list that like, I probably like never really like thought about since, you know, I haven't like raced against them. So I think it's really hard to like make out a position, but, um, I think for me, the most important thing is that I do have some girls where I'm like, okay, I want to be only this far off their time, you know? And I think that's more important for me that I like I have some you know girls I look up to and I would be I would love to be in a certain amount of you know time of their finishing time. Mm -hmm. Well, it's all about average speed, <laughs> you know. I mean, it really is, and we've talked about this. Uh, it's all about average speed and everything you do, your pit stops, pause time, everything has to go your way, you know, for it to be a good day and to to have the the fastest time you can have and get the best place in that you can have because so many things can go wrong like i i saw last year our experience was you just see things that you don't see in other races you just you don't you flat out you don't you're uh, trying to scare me like no it's not it's not that it's not about i mean you've seen it before in other races you just haven't seen it in a gravel race uh because everyone's a little bit anxious and nervous and um you know it is a huge group it's a huge group so um you just end up seeing things that uh and, and at a frequency and a lot of it's just mechanicals and flats and things of that nature and you know you do see crashes you don't see too many of those but you do see some and that's really 
more because it's just starting off you're just too close to one another at a high rate of speed and you know there's not clean lines uh with what you're doing so uh but i i i mean i think this kind of riding and racing is in your wheelhouse i'm i'm pumped that you're enjoying it and you're excited about it and you're looking forward to it oh yeah definitely no i mean it has been i don't know i feel like the the mountain bike cross country scene in some ways can be a little I know how to say it. <laughs> well, we were talking <laughs> about this recently because we were, you and I were discussing the difference between what you've been accustomed to because, yeah, your background has been primarily mountain biking and you're a fabulous mountain biker. You've proven that in collegiate and elsewhere. Uh, but it has, gravel has a different vibe. Yeah, and I really like fell in love with that, with that vibe and, just with like you know everyone being so welcoming and you know open to yeah like everything everyone well and i mean i've thought about that some too because it's like you hear the same sort of things being said about road racing versus mountain biking you know (laughs) how mountain biking is like so so laid back i guess parts of it are it depends you know like enduros yeah cross country uh some races are some not yeah well and also i think it depends on at at what level you're racing the level of the event that it is that you're racing because this isn't i mean unbound is going to be the biggest race of your season as far as gravel goes but you have some pretty big ambitions this summer because when when that's over where are you headed when this is over and what are you going to do later on um I'm excited to finally head back home after like a year in the U.S. And I have summer racing planned. And one of my plans is to race the Mountain Bike World Cup in Switzerland and in Sahida. And I'm not sure yet if that's like 100% if it's going to work out. But I really hope so. And I will do everything I can to make it work. Mm. Well, me too. I think that would be a great challenge for you. And by then, we'll hopefully have banked and deposited a lot of like strength and endurance and if we could add some fitness to that that'd be fantastic but you know as you're as you're going into senior year going back home doing these gravel races like how is all of this for you fitting together in your life like you've added this new fun thing but how 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 are you using it to benefit yourself better yourself like how has it really helped you and how where do you want to take this i mean i feel like cycling always helped me to become a better person and especially like you know racing those like longer races i feel like you definitely learn like a new side of yourself and you also i mean if you like suffer with other people you know through such a long distance you like kind of like i don't know you get you get to know them like on a different level than you know you would just having a coffee ride and I also like, I mean, I'm seeing so many people who like just living their life in like a way that like I never thought would be possible. And like this year really like made me see like how many different opportunities there are out there. And like it doesn't need to be like a perfect, like your life doesn't need to be like go in a perfect way. You can always like, there's always like a way, you know, like a niche for you to like make it work. And, I don't know, like just like racing everything this year and 
just made me realize that like i'm definitely not ready to like give up cycling after college so i don't think that was ever going to be a real like i I never envisioned you thinking that once you were done with college that you would be done with cycling i've never thought that (laughs) i mean me neither but you know it always seemed like so 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 far away you know but yeah but now you're starting to touch it like i mean not no not touch it but like you know it's just i don't know i feel like this year i came like a tiny step closer you know and it does feel like pretty good well i think that's the cool thing one of the cool things many cool things about gravel is that it has opened this new door for men and women to walk through that really wasn't there uh, a few years ago and it's given a lot more people uh, a chance and opportunity as you said to find a place that they can explore um, in some cases earn a real living from doing it and still get to do the other stuff you love to do yeah I mean it's pretty exciting that like I mean there's so many like gravel races on the calendar and like if you see like all the pros I mean I guess most of them are like concentrating just on gravel, but some of them are also, you know, doing other, like other cycling events. And I think that's a pretty cool thing about gravel that there's always a chance to combine it with some other discipline. While like, I feel like with, you know, cross country, I mean, you might do some road, but it's not, it's not as common as it is for gravel racers. Yeah, it's tougher to do, uh, tougher to do. Okay, so going home to Germany. And uh, hopefully we'll get to do that World Cup. I think that would be awesome. Uh, And then you're coming back for your senior year. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I'm looking forward to that, uh, to seeing what you can pull off, uh, especially in mountain biking, because that really, in in collegiate realm, that's the thing that you thrive on and uh, are, have proven to be very good at. So when you, when you look ahead, this is the only thing I want to ask you about next year. Okay, so when you look ahead, all right, it's we're recording this before Unbound, so we're not even June. We got a couple months away before team camp. What are you most looking forward to in the upcoming season? In the upcoming mountain bike season? Yeah. Like, like what? Like, can you kind of like mean a specific race or just a Could specific? Could be anything. I mean, it's your senior year, number one, okay? You're going to be, I keep reminding you of this, <laughs> that, like, you have one year left. One, on the one side, like, yeah, one year left of going to college, that's its own dream in and of itself for a lot of people, okay? It is. And being in Banner Elk, now on the flip side, you could say, I'll finally not have to be around Coach Tim all the time. <laughs> day in and day out but it could be anything like i mean you're you're at you this is something that you don't realize when you're your age when you get to be much older in your 30s and 40s and you start to reflect and look back on your college years i think maybe it's just like that for any age and era of one's life you don't know how good it is (laughs) when you're in the middle of it yeah and it's to your point back when you're in the middle of that ride and you're like, yeah, it's, this is, you know, maybe, maybe everything isn't the way I would love for it to be, but I'm still here and I'm doing what I love to do. And that's sort of hard to appreciate sometimes. Yeah. 
No, it really is. No, but next season, I mean, I love the mountain bike season, not just because we race mountain bikes, but more because I feel like it is like pretty, like a pretty cool atmosphere. Like I remember, you know, we're doing like breakfast on a griddle before the races, you know, like at the race venues and what we don't usually do for road, I guess. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to like be traveling with the team and I guess especially the Colorado trip last year to nationals was one of the coolest experience I've had so far in the US. So I'm just really excited to be traveling there again since it's, I mean, it's a dream place. And I'm honestly like, I hope for the same conditions. Do you? <laughs> yes. And so the listeners, so you know, uh, two days before the XC race, it snowed about 10, 11 inches. <laughs> at uh purgatory resort and uh yeah, yeah the day went the day went pretty well for you yeah i mean yeah it was it was a was a really cool race for sure i mean they i think they got the whole fort lewis cycling team to you know shovel the course <laughs> because the snow actually i think stayed for like about a week or something well yeah because it's a pretty high elevation yeah. and uh and uh so i know i'm looking forward to that myself you know, I, I don't really, I don't mind if it's bad conditions. I think I'd rather not have to deal with the stress of snow again, uh, because it just, it, and that's not even necessarily the racing conditions as much as just how you have to deal with it and all the other ways that you deal with it. Um, so, but, but good. All right. So you are, uh, you've got that senior year. And then looking ahead, you know me, I'm always thinking, trying to plant seeds with you about, hey, future outlooks. And, and um, now that the senior year, you know, because my experience has been as a coach, something happens during the senior year. Like, you know, light bulbs start to go off inside your head and you're like, uh-oh, it's actually about to be over and I've got to, what, what am I going to do? All right. What, you know, what is it? Is, am I going back home? Am I getting a job am i am i going to continue to pursue cycling i think there's a a lot of the kids that are a part of our team and other collegiate teams they go through the same process of trying to you know decide for themselves what they want do they want to get out into the so-called real world or do they want to continue to explore this sport uh full time in some manner to find out where they can take it um it sounded like earlier you were alluding to just you know, kind of figuring that out for yourself, but now you, f- you didn't, you thought it was too far away, but now you think, oh, it's, oh, it's kind of, it's closer. I think that's exciting. So, I mean, I guess share a little bit more your thoughts about that because you're on the cusp of it. And I can tell you from experience with people that we've had here on our team, plus others that I know that went to Marion, Fort Lewis, CMU and other schools who, yeah, they got done, and they're still racing in some capacity, and a lot of them are in gravel. <laughs> That's funny. No, I mean, like, just, yeah, racing, like, doing the races I did, like, in the last six months, I definitely, like, yeah, I was just, I was, I, I fought it, like, at every single race. I'm like, dang, like, I don't want to, I don't want to just stop doing this in a year, you know? I definitely, like try to like make it happen that I can you know keep doing it after I graduate and I mean I didn't like I don't I don't allow myself 
yet you know to like think about how that could actually look like but i'm just you know like you said you know focus on the present and just try to focus on what i can do right now to like you know make it happen and then whenever it comes then i will go from there i guess Mm. one day at a time yeah okay one last thing you alluded to it a little bit earlier and you and i actually talked briefly about it but um there was something that you said in one of our earlier conversations that I w- I've been meaning to ask you um, to expand upon, and maybe this would be a good setting. Uh, you mentioned earlier, and this is something that the whole sport is just really um, upset about and is torn over uh, and is struggling to cope with, and that's the, the passing of Mariah Wilson. And you and I were having a conversation a few days ago about about it and not that I want to get into the details of it but you said something that stood out to me and maybe I want you to share this and that is just that like it deeply affected you at an emotional level because you looked up to her and I hadn't thought about that side of things from someone in like in your perspective and and so maybe just share that. When we were talking, you said just how much that hit you because she was someone that you admired and looked up to, and and then this happened. Yeah, speak to that. Um, yeah, I mean, like she was like it really, it really hit me when I, you know, saw the news like I guess two weeks ago, and it was just, I mean, I've been only like really like getting interested in gravel racing for you know about a year now you know that like i know people who are doing it and i know about the races and all that and as i got into it like you know i like you know found her story and not that like it really matched mine but i don't know i mean like i grew up with like a little bit of like a skiing background and just seeing um seeing what she was doing and just like such a short amount of time just and she was doing it like her own way. Like I was just so inspired by how she did things that, you know, everyone, I guess, would have thought are impossible until she did it, you know, that she would be on top of the gravel scene and, you know, beating people who have been, you know, training and racing for like 15 plus years, you know, and there she was, you know, just like kind of like new to the sport. And um, she like always had to like affect just like smile, you know, and, I mean, I never, like, personally met her. Like, I saw her at Mid-South. But, I mean, like, you could tell that she's been, like, like a really like, fair human. You know, she always, like, was nice to everyone. And she was just really grateful for, you know, like, being being able to race and everything. And, um, like, I never really, like, had an idol or anything. But, I mean, she was definitely, like, as close as an idol for me as, you know, it gets. Just because... I don't know she was so young and she just it's like the perfect example for like she like used every day you know to get better and use every chance and just that like her life was like cut short you know in such like a dramatic way it's just yeah I don't know it's just unimaginable like yeah it's it's hard to process and it's uh very difficult to make sense of it but when you told me what you said about just looking up to her and admiring her and uh it made me think about 
my younger years and looking up to people that I wanted to be like and I admired and wanted to emulate. It, it made me start to think about what if some of them had, you know, uh, something happened to them. Uh, how would I have felt? And I just, it made me, you know, just reflect upon that. And, and uh, so I think that's something that not hearing a lot of people really talk about is about not yet at least of, of the effect that that's going to have on a lot of young people or people in general of looking up to, if you want to call them heroes in some way and to lose a hero and what that feels like. And then the effect of that, uh, I think that's a real thing that a lot of people are dealing with right now on top of just the confusion surrounding the whole thing. Uh, that's, that's really sad. And, uh, I just hope that, some way somehow we're all able to learn and grow from it in a way where we're all better in the future because she certainly helped other people feel better and be better yeah like most definitely i mean i don't know i never like i like never allowed myself to be you know dreaming of you know eventually doing cycling for a living but i know just like her being like I don't know she did all those things in her own way and it just really inspired me to like maybe believe in myself too a little bit well i think that's great okay maria thank you for being on the show thank you for having me we are uh we did it <laughs> but we got another one so we're going to talk again after unbound and we're going to get the details of your thoughts of that and uh, i'm going to get you to open up a little bit more to talk about some some different things about who you are as a person as a writer and uh uh, share your story with people. So uh, I'm pumped for you uh, about the Unfound experience, and I'm looking forward to catching up. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Adios, y'all.